today. I'm so happy that you're here. It's awesome that you would be with us. And you're joining us uh, on a very special morning. I-, I was actually going to say, and our regular church members here would understand this, that you're joining us, if you're a guest, in kind of an atypical service. And I was going to say, you're going to have to come back on another week to experience a regular church service at Grace. But as I was thinking about it, that's actually not true. We have a very special morning planned, but this, this is a typical morning because what you're going to hear today is, is really the heartbeat of Grace Church of Laverne. We're, we're a, a church that was founded in 1901 alongside the founding of the city of Laverne, and we've been here more than 100 years serving families all along the 210 corridor, all of these towns around here, and, and we're so excited that, that we get to do this here now. So if you're visiting This is Grace, and I'm so glad you're here, and we are going to do something today that's very special, that's bittersweet. We're going to say goodbye to a family that we love very, very much. We're saying goodbye today to Pastor Barry and Jana and Rowan Bishop. Um, Barry has worked on staff with me for 10 years now, and uh, his final day in the office will actually be July 31st. So you'll still have a little time if you need to make an appointment with him or if you want to catch some one-on-one time with him. But this is our morning where we're officially going to say goodbye. Um, this beautiful family has uh, worked with us for the past decade. They've served in lots of different capacities, and we love them very, very much. And what we're going to do here for a few minutes is I'd like to read a scripture verse to frame up the goodbye in kind of a Bible context. And then we'll hear a few words from one of Barry's co-workers who's actually worked on staff with Barry for the last 10 years as well. And then Barry will share his heart with us. He'll share some final words, a final charge. And then, of course, we'll pray for Jana and for Barry and for Rowan if he's in here. And then we have a, a special reception area planned and we'll have some personal reception time afterwards. So if you have your Bibles, open them up to the book of 1 Kings chapter 4, verse 1. I'm going to read a few verses from the New American Standard today. 1 Kings chapter 4, verse 1. And it says, now King Solomon was king over all Israel. And all of us who are part of grace, we know who King Solomon was. We're doing a series this summer on the wisdom literature of the Bible. And we know, of course, that King Solomon wrote a gigantic chunk of the wisdom literature. So King Solomon was king over all Israel, and these were his officials. So we're about to get a snapshot in these verses of Solomon's inner circle. So this is kind of a quick, a quick summary of the king's cabinet. These were the movers and the shakers and the power players in the kingdom of Israel. And it says that Azariah, the son of Zadok, was the priest. Elihoref and Ahijah, the sons of Shisha, were secretaries. Jehoshaphat, the son of Aelud, was the recorder. Beniah, the son of Jehoiada, was over the army. And Zadok and Abiathar were priests. And Azariah, the son of Nathan, was over the deputies. And Zabad, the son of Nathan, a priest, was the king's friend. Wow, I I love how this introduction ends. In the middle of this roster of these these powerful players where this guy's over the army and they're over the temple and, and they're in charge of this area and this person's over this division. In the middle of all of these significant Positions, it says that Zabad, the son of Nathan, a priest, was the king's 
friend. I want a friend, don't you? How many of you want a friend? You know, I need coworkers and colleagues and allies and coaches in my life. In fact, it's, it's essential that I have those people in my life. But I also need a friend. The ministry of friendship is powerful. And every single one of us here today needs it. So if you have a friend, I mean a true friend, like an Armida Lawanda kind of a friend. If, if you have a, a life-giving friend, take care of that friend and be grateful to them. And if you need a friend, that, then maybe we could practice the advice from the wisdom literature because it tells us in Proverbs 18, the person who has friends must show themselves friendly. So if you need a friend, we, we ask the Holy Spirit to bring us into contact with someone who has potential to be a friend, and then we minister friendship or friendliness so that we can ultimately reap a friend. Well, Zabad in Solomon's court was a priest, and the priest was kind of the Old Testament version of a New Testament pastor, and it says that he was the king's friend. And when I consider Barry's tenure here at Grace Church, I think I can best describe it by saying that he has been, number one, a true pastor, and number two, a true friend to Grace Church. For the past 10 years, Barry has consistently embodied what we're trying to build in this congregation. He has always walked in faith and optimism in the middle of every situation we faced. He has modeled love to every person who's walked through our doors. He's been a voice of hope consistently to hundreds and hundreds of people through the years. Um, in working with Barry, um, I can tell you firsthand, he's modeled integrity. He's modeled a deep spiritual interior life. And he and Jana have had a readiness to jump in and minister um, whenever the need arose. Uh, Barry and Jana have a joy and they have a laughter that's contagious and burden lifting and we're going to miss that and we're going to miss them. And I, I just want to say, Barry and Jana, that I'm so grateful to you for moving your family across the country to be here in Southern California with all of us. Thank you for raising Rowan in front of us and doing such a great job with that little boy who's becoming a young man. Um, we love you. Thank you for serving God through grace as well as you have. We're excited for you. Um, Barry's not leaving to go work on staff at another church. They've actually had some really exciting business opportunities that have come up. And so they're going to be working together in business. And so it's a, a very different life path that they're super excited about. And we're excited to see what happens and what's unfolded. But, um, but I love you and we love you. And do you agree with what I'm saying? Do you agree with, with the sentiment? Well, let me, let me invite uh, one of Barry's close friends, one of his colleagues, one of my friends and colleagues. Laura Hopper has worked with Barry, I think, all of the 10 years, pretty much, that he's been here. So, Laura, share your heart with us, and thank you. Well, I think it's going to get a little repetitive today because um, we're talking about a great family. So, though we didn't talk to each other, those of us who are going to share, I think you're going to hear a lot of the same things. Um, I want to first tell you that Barry and his family were an absolute and true answer to prayer. As parents of youth, uh, Tim and I would often pray 
God, there's got to be that person who has both maturity and absolute silliness. <laughs> there, there has to be that person who will get crazy with our youth, but challenge them. And it's Barry. He was awesome when he came on board as youth pastor. Um, you know, you all know him and you know how crazy and silly he can be, but you know his heart and how he wanted to impart that to our youth. So he was an, a, a true, real hand you can hold, answer to prayer. Um, in thinking about working with him, so I think you guys all know I'm our admin, so I'm a task-oriented person. So my list is bullet points. <laughs> so um, these are just things that come to mind when I think about Barry. He is genuinely humble. He is consistent to exhibit true kindness. He's sincere and compassionate. Um, he has a heart to help others deepen their faith and their walk with the Lord. He believes in his country and those who serve to protect its freedoms. He deeply loves his family and friends. He's a great encourager, and he does love the Lord with all his heart, soul, and mind. Um, as far as working alongside Barry for the last nine, ten years, time flies when you're on church staff. No, <laughs> um, um, I've had the privilege to witness his deep and abiding love for the Lord, to see his devotion to coming alongside so many of us and you who were hurting to share the love and hope of his Savior, to watch him grow as a husband, a father, and to become the pastor that God always meant him to be. Ooh, see, Sean's got to make more funny faces at me because that's what's stopping me from crying. So, <laughs> um, For me, Barry was the go-to guy because his heart to help is so genuine. So I knew I could run to Barry and say, hey, we need a new, you know, five-gallon water bottle on the sparklets thing because I'm not going to lift it. And it, But the thing with Barry was it wasn't just that he would always say yes. He wanted to help. He found joy, um, just that real servant's heart. Okay, so enough of the serious stuff. Um, when Antonia, our front office person, found out that Barry was leaving, she said, wow, the office is going to be a lot quieter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, some of the things that I love about Barry, I'm sure you do too, uh, his infectious and boisterous laugh. Uh, my office is downstairs. Barry's office is upstairs. But that laugh just rolls right down the stairs. <laughs> um, I can often tell if Barry's in the office, even if he hasn't said anything, the back door slam, uh, the herd of elephants coming down the stairs. Um, I don't know, maybe it has something to do with growing up in Iowa, I'm not sure. But um, We are all really excited for this season that God has for Barry, Jana, and Rowan. Um, we know they're leaning into him and that he's guiding their steps, but his absence will be deeply felt. Um, we have a couple of things for the bishops today. Outside, we set up a photo booth so that you can take pictures with them, so that you can take pictures for them, and I will put those all together so we can send them away with a memory of their Grace Church family. And also, we have a video um, to share with you right now. Yes, thank you for making that funny. Thank you. Um, Grace Church, the, uh, the first thing that came to mind... Uh, was Paul's words to the Corinthians when he said, love is patient, love is kind. Grace is patient. Grace is kind. 
You go on down the list. You are full of love. And the song that kept coming to mind when I, think, when I was thinking of grace and just to say thank you is a David Crowder song. And it, he says, thank you for loving me. You have done the most amazing job. I've grown up in church all my life. I've been in ministry either part-time, full-time for over 20 years, some, some aspect. And it's not like I know I'm only 40, right? And that's young now. That's young now. Um, but I have seen a lot in the church and ministry world, and there is nothing like the people of grace. There is nothing like you. Thank you for being you. Thank you for allowing me to be me <laughs> and all my many faces. The truth is, is I've been on an undercover assignment for the last 10 years, and no, I'm just kidding. I think I may have missed my calling and should have been undercover, but anyway, um, um, Grace has been that place where my family could be my family. Uh, you've set us up to be where we're at this place, allowing Jana to, to thrive and find that image of God that's stamped on her and to just go for it. You've welcomed my son in, and one of the greatest ways, young and old, everybody here, bringing him in to where he, his first thing he says, um, Dad, does this mean that we can't go early and set up in the morning? He loves church. He loves church. He loves the people of God. He loves you. And there's nothing greater to me and to my family than raising a young man who loves God and loves his people. Thank you for building that foundation with us. Thank you. I do want to leave you with a charge. I know it's hot in here. It's the last, I guess, parting word or whatever. Um. This, this was the phrase that came and then, and then was changed. Uh, it was, grace, be free for God. And as I sat this morning on that, there was a flip to awareness, and, and, the, and I felt the Lord and sensed the Lord say, be free to God. Be free to God. Be released into the freedom to God. In um, Mark 11, this is the great scripture that, like, I'd never looked at before in this way, where Christ goes through the temple and just turns tables. He just goes back crazy and, right, turns tables and all that stuff. It says, on reaching Jerusalem, Jesus entered the temple courts and began driving out those who were buying and selling there. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of the, those selling doves and would not allow anyone to carry merchandise through the temple courts. And as he taught them, he said, is it not written, my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you have made it a den of robbers. I've looked at that verse all my entire life, and it's just been in, in recent month and thinking about this transition and what to say to you that I began to see things different in this verse. And I don't know where you're at as a visitor from grace or as one that I've sat with and been a part of grace for years, where you're at with your relationship with God and, and what's going on. I always saw Jesus as just angry, right? 
Like, oh, yeah, righteous anger. He's doing that for God. Great, good, I get it. Awesome, you know, and I'm going to try and model that. I would love to come in here. No, um, but I'm going to try. I'd, but there's, there's these words that were written in a devotional mind that I was reminded of again this morning of exactly what was happening and what may be happening and what needs to be happening as you're free to God, as you move as a congregation and individuals into the freedom of God and into a new season of greatness with God and, and his kingdom here. These words, Jesus' intense anger and overturning the tables in the temple courts ought to make us gasp. He knows that if we don't get to God, invaluable treasures will be lost or obscured. We'll lose the space where we experience God's unfailing love and amazing forgiveness. We lose an eternal perspective on what is important and what is not, and we lose compassion. He knew that if the people couldn't get to God, invaluable treasures would be lost or obscured. We act out of our identity. We behave because of what we believe we are a part of, that identity. Jesus was all about his father, and he was all about unbroken, unhindered presence with the father. Can you be, will you be those type of people? Will you be turntable types of people that no matter what, no matter where Grace Church is, in a building like this, in a classroom over there, on a field at Benita High School, that you will do whatever it takes to remove every obstacle for people to experience the greatest thing of their life, and that's the presence of God. You have done that. Continue doing that. Don't let this place, don't let any hindrance get in the way of what the greatest gift you have to give, being the presence of God, being given. When I came 10 years ago, I can still see it, and I can't see. Oh, he's close. Jim Garrett, I, I came here I, I, this, this morning even. I was rummaging through my garage, and I found my first ever sermon at Grace Church, and it was my interview sermon. And I'm still trying to figure out what I was trying to say. So anyway, I got hired. Um, I guess that's why I kept it. Uh, but I remember, I remember Jim Garris sitting just about where Alex is. But he told me beforehand, he said, listen, I didn't know Jim. If you know Jim, he's a prankster, right? Likes to laugh, make fun of you and all that good stuff. Makes you feel real loved. Um, he, said, he said, don't worry. It'll be very clear whether I think you're able to do the job or whatever or not. He said, I'm going to be sitting in the back, and I'll hold up a sign. And, and it'll have a number on it rating your. And so I remember standing here and him sitting right over there. And at the end, he holds up this sign that says zero one. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and, and I walk back to him and he goes, oh, I'm sorry. And he, of course he flips, right? But just that welcome, Jerry Johnson welcomed me. Uh, my first day into the office, I walked through the door and he jumps out behind the, from behind the plant. That made me feel so loved, and that joy is the presence of God that I feel, and you had me feel from the very beginning. You have a gift of sharing God's presence in no other way any other congregation can or will. 
continued to develop that strength of moving, removing everything else out of the way so that people can experience the invaluable treasures of his presence. I want to leave with you just that be turntable type of people, Grace Church. No obstacles. No obstacles. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much of you giving yourself, Lord, to me and my family and to this community, God, to this state, this world, Lord, your kingdom, these people of Grace Church. Thank you. Thank you for a people who are faithful, full of love and commitment and drive, Lord God, to honor and make you the greatest in every situation and in every life. God, would you enhance their ability, Lord, to access your presence? God, would you increase their ability to help others, Lord, get into the presence, Lord, that brings the only life worth living? Would you bless, Lord, all, Lord, the path ahead for Grace Church? I thank you, God. You're a God of great exchange. Lord, you don't just take things away and remove things. Lord, you bring in in exchange something greater. So, God, keep doing it. Do it again and again and again. And, Lord, until the destiny of Grace Church is complete. I thank you, God, you're committed to this work, to the completion of the work in the people and lives of this community. Lord, until that faithful day when you call us all home, and we reunite, celebrating what you have done. God, we celebrate what you have done in advance, thanking you, Lord, what you're going to do. Now, Lord, give us the ability to turn tables and lead people into your presence, whatever it takes, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Grace Church, thank you. You will forever hold a special place in our heart. We're not going anywhere. We'll be around, so you can call, text. Don't toilet paper my house anymore because I'll get you back. Um, I love you. Thank you very much. Very special and um, forever will be. It's exciting times. Good things. Denny. We'll get an opportunity to... Uh appreciate them and share with them more. Um, for those of you that don't know me, my name is Denny Reed. I'm one of the elders right now on the, on the board here, but uh, more importantly, um, in this situation, friend, Jan and Barry are like a son and daughter to me. Um, so this is difficult, but it's right. It's right because God has called them, and they're heeding his call. So I'm going to share a little bit with you about what I see or what I've seen in their lives, what I see, who they are. And yes, you're going to hear some duplicate things, which you've already heard from Chris and what you've already heard from Laura. And if I marched you know, 200 people up here, you would hear similar things because they are who they are, and they love their God. So thankful for, for the ministry that they've had. And Barry's already said they've been here 10 years, 
And one of the first things that came to my mind or, you know, that God kind of placed on my heart in regards to Barry and Jana is they emulate what it says about marriage in the Bible, becoming one. They have become one. They're a team that nobody can divide. They are a team that does it together. And about nine years ago, they added to their team. Um, and and Rowan, Rowan was born, and he was born while he was here. Day one, I got to be, see him and be a part of that. Those are special. They invited us in to be a part of that. And that's, that's a little unusual sometimes, but that's who they are. Um, I'm going to keep having to refer back to my notes because I, I don't want to lose it here. But uh, um, 10 years of faithful, faithful service. When I think of Barry and Jana and their heart for ministry and like Barry said in regards to Rowan wanting to be here early in the morning to serve, Barry had, I mean, it was his job to be a pastor here. But you can be a pastor here and you can do your job, but Barry and Jana went beyond that because of their heart for God, because they wanted to touch lives. It, it wasn't just, I'm here doing my job. It's what we're called to do in Scripture when it tells us to do everything that we do for God. And that's what I see in them. Your love of God and people, no matter their age, is incredible. Barry even said it from the youngest to the oldest. Barry is in a Bible study with Mel Belcher and a group of of the older gentlemen in our, in our church. Barry reaches out to the young. He loves kids. Obviously, when we hired him here, we brought him in to be our youth pastor. But like has been said, he's touched every age in our church. They have been a special, special part. The other word that came to me about Barry and Jana and Rowan is they're authentic. It doesn't matter where they are, who they're with, their heart for God shows through. I've seen, we've all seen them here. We've seen them here up front leading. We've seen them leading worship. I've seen them on baseball fields and soccer fields. It's a really easy place to lose it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but they're authentic. They reach, out to, they reach out to all the kids on their family. I just recently, Barry coached Rowan's Little League team. And Coach Barry, Coach Barry, that's who they flock to. There's a reason for that. His heart for God shows through all the time. Jana's also. So now I get to talk about my little buddy, Rowan, a little bit. And... Uh, it's, it's amazing to see what I've seen in his life and how he's, he's been there for other children. He's a nine-year-old, but he learned it early in his life. I've seen him, I've heard, I mean, he's gotten awards at school because that's who he is. I've seen him out here in the yards when 
Little James is running with nobody and Rowan runs back to get James. That's who he is. I wonder how that happened. That's right, because he was taught, he saw the model, but his heart too fell in love with Jesus and fell in love with what mom and dad did and who mom and dad are. Oh my gosh, don't we all want that for our children? I think so. And then walk into a room and hear the joy and the laughter and see where people are gravitating. And it's usually where Barry and Jana are. Laura talked about their infectious laugh. No doubt. No doubt. It's, it's one of the things that I'm going to miss most about when I'm not around them as much. But that ain't gonna happen. <laughs> I think about when Jesus was here on this earth and the impact that he had on people's lives. As we look through the scriptures and we see in the scriptures, it was People wanted to get close and touch. They wanted the touch of Jesus. I see that quality in the bishops. I see the quality that they want to touch people's lives. They want to make a difference for Jesus. It's not about them. It's about Jesus and their lives. One of the other things that I see about them and I, is that I see them as being a Barnabas type. And I'll, I'll share what that means to me. A Barnabas type is one who doesn't have to be up front, who can be behind the scenes, but make sure things happen and that things happen with excellence and in the right way. And they encourage those that are leading from the front and be those leaders from behind the scenes. They have that heart. In closing, uh, you know, they gave me five minutes. I could have shared, you know, a lot more. And again, like I said, you could share a lot more too about them. But, but I want to, I want to share a verse with you that that God laid on my heart that I feel that that speaks to who they are. And, and that's Micah 6.8. And that verse says, what does the Lord require of you? To act justly, check. To love mercy, check, check. And to walk humbly with our God, check, check, check. That's who the bishops are. That's who they are. If you haven't got a chance to know them, you, you felt it here today. That's unfortunate, but that's who they are. But I leave this with you and challenge you, my family, to continue to live in your life that way. I know that you will. I know that in talking with them in regards to the decision that they made, um, and they made it wisely, they thought through it, they prayed about it, they asked God, is this the direction that you want us to go? Um, and then they shared with us the, the heart that, that they have to give back. 
with Jana's businesses doing well, she's looking for opportunities of where she can share with others and where they can give back to the Lord and special places that they can do that. So continue to live your lives that way. And, and finally closing, in the last 10 years, this is what I've seen of them. I, I have a devotional that I, that I use every morning or try to use every morning. I'm like, you know, but, and, and it ends with, it ends with, you can make a difference. Bishop family, for the last 10 years, you have made a difference in Grace Church. You have made a difference in Grace Church and continue to go out and make that difference. I thank you. I love you. And uh, right now, I want to have you come up here. We want to pray for you guys. Jerry and Josh, I'm going to have a couple of the elders, and then I'm also going to have Nate come up. So, Nate, why don't you pray for us, and then Josh, you pray for them. Um, you know, send them off and commission them in, in sorry, in, uh, in their next season of, of, of life, and just thank them for who they are in our lives. And then, Jerry, you close us. Go ahead, Josh. Look, let's do this. I'm sorry. Grace family, can you reach out your hands, stretch out your hands to them? And... Lord, it's, it's hard not to get emotional when, when someone who's a father to you is, is leaving. Lord, thank you for who Barry is. He's a father figure. Thank you for, for having him here for the amount of time he was. And he embodies what it is to be a true man of God. And his family is loyal and honorable Amen. Amen. and truly embodies Christ. Yes. Lord, thank you for his generosity. Thank mm -hmm. you for his faith. Thank you for who he has been to me and to the youth. Mm -hmm. He's taught us what it is to be men and women of God, mm -hmm. what it is to be honorable in the eyes of Christ, and just how to have fun and laugh and enjoy each other. That's right. Lord, thank you for Jana. She's taught us how to smile, how to laugh, <laughs> and flip a room. And when I see her, I can't help but smile myself. Mm. Lord, thank you for showing her how to use her talent and her gifts for you. Amen. God, thank you for Rowan. Mm. I see him, and he's a role model to me mm. and to a lot of people here. That's right. He embodies you at such a young age, and that is so encouraging. Lord, would you rest your hand upon their life? Would they go in peace, and would they just show what it is to be like Christ to everyone around them. Mm. Lord, just thank you for them. That's great. Lord, what a blessing and a privilege to be in your presence. And we thank you so much for the joy of the Lord that is present in this family. Uh, fathers, we've heard story after story this morning and, and all the other stories that have been untold, Lord. Mm. It's story of life. It's Amen. story of joy. It's story of redemption. Mm -hmm. There's not a person I know who's interacted with Barry who hasn't walked away going, that man loves God. Mm -hmm. Who hasn't talked with Janet and said, this, this woman loves God. 
Mm. And, and as Rowan reaches out in love, that's the love of God, Lord. Amen. And we just thank you, Father. We thank you for the 10 years of service that you have um, allowed the bishops to, to be here. And, and, Father, we just are so torn. We're so excited for them in this mm. new uh, experience, this new stage of their journey that they get to go on. And we're so grateful that they're not going far yeah. uh, and that they'll still be around, Lord. But, but we're so torn because they have been such a blessing to us here at Grace Church. And so, Lord, it's, uh, as we laugh and cry today, mm. uh, may your love be seen. That's, I, I, that's, the, that's the hallmark of this family, that's right. that they want your love to be seen. That's why they've opened their homes that's right. to countless meals, that's to right. countless people they may have known or may not have known. Because they wanted the love of God to be experienced by people. That's right. Lord, you've given Barry the heart of a Peter mm. who says, I'm going, I'm going, Lord, where do you want me to go? Mm. Uh, and, and Jana, you have blessed her, Lord, mm. uh, to, to be that helpmate for Barry. And oh my goodness, Lord, every man of God uh, has a wonderful, amazing woman mm. who loves God right behind him, That's right good. beside him, Lord. That's good. And we're so excited that, this, that you've given them these opportunities. Lord, bless them in their measure in this new, uh, this new stage of their life. You're sending them for a reason mm. as they continue to keep their eyes on you. That's good. Just as, as Peter did when he stepped out on the water, Lord. He took a risk when he did that. And you said, keep your eyes on me, Peter. Mm. Lord, help them to keep their eyes on you and, and to follow your heart. And bless them as they go. We pray so in Jesus' name. So good. Father, we thank you for the blessings that you bring into our life. And we thank you that uh, 10 years ago, you blessed Grace Church in a very powerful way. Yeah. And we thank you, thank you, thank you for the bishops. They've encouraged us. They've touched our lives. And most of all, Father, they've made us closer to you and made us better people because they're in our lives. And we thank you, Father, that as you're writing this story of the life of the bishops, that Grace Church has one chapter in it. And we just thank you for that. It's been powerful. It's been uh, fruitful. And uh, we know that uh, the church is going to continue on. But we also know, Father, that you're going to continue to use the bishops in a powerful way. So we would pray that in the next chapter of their life, Father, you'd continue to use them and mold them into the kind of people you want them to be. And we just thank you for them, and we love them. In Jesus' name. Amen. Mm-hmm.